The problem is if somebody is investing in real estate without an entity, they have unlimited personal liability. And think about that for a minute. That means they could take literally everything you have. So, so that's a risk that nobody should ever take. And so always use some kind of an entity. And of course, the, you know, the particular entity is what we would have to determine is right for, for you and your particular situation. Perfect. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. So today, we're going to talk about a topic that people need to know in order to protect themselves or at least have some sort of privacy when you're investing in real estate. Now, I'll tell you this. You know, I've uh, done some business with our special guest today. He's actually the one who sets up all of my LLCs and land trusts and things like that. And this is exactly why I wanted to introduce you to him because he's the best in the business by far. Okay. Another thing I wanted to mention is when you're buying assets, let's say rental properties, uh, you want to consider what we're talking about today uh, to have a level of protection, to have a level of privacy for yourself in order to sleep comfortably at night, knowing that you're uh, not going to be sued by anyone. So we're going to dig into how to set up land trusts today. And we're also going to talk about generalized uh, asset protection all the way around. Very important topic uh, because this is an approach that I take on all of my cash flowing assets. And I wanted to pass this information on to you as well. Bob Blum, what's up, man? Hey, Jamel, how are you? Doing great, man. I can't complain. Good. I'm excited to have you, man. It, it, I'll, I'll tell you, man, it's been it's been quite a few months that we've been trying to get this podcast going, but definitely have busy schedules. But I'm, I'm happy that we're here today and we're able to, to make this happen, man. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm an attorney living in Dallas, Texas. I uh, grew up in Ohio and uh, got to Dallas and Texas as fast as I could, as they say. And uh, I've been a lawyer for a long time and I've uh, been uh, setting up thousands and thousands of LLCs and land trusts and limited partnerships and corporations and other kinds of trusts for years and years. And I have a, a group of, of attorneys and uh, paralegals and staff uh, called Asset Defense Team. And we uh, help our clients. We help your clients. We help your students. And uh, uh, we set up the right entities. And that's not always the same thing for everybody. It's going to be different depending on who you are, how you're investing, what state you're investing in, what your goals are. So it's all very, very customized, very detailed. And uh, so it's nothing's cookie cutter by any means. Oh, It'd be not, a lot easier if we're cookie cutter, <laughs> but it's not. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what we do. And uh, we're happy to serve people. And uh, that's why we're, we're here. Just want Perfect. to help Perfect, man. Now I'll tell you guys, um, I personally used Bob, you know, uh, what was it last year? Yeah. Or was it? The, it was last year. And he set up three different businesses for me, reconstructed some of my other uh, businesses that I had going on. We changed the name of one of the businesses uh, for um, uh, personal reasons. And then after that, you know, we're in a better situation now than we were before. 
And we're actually saving money on some taxes this year as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but this is all part of uh, what Bob does. And uh, we're going to dig into uh, how to get this stuff set up the right way. And at the end, if you guys uh, want more information from Bob, uh, definitely we're, we're going to tell you how to contact him at the end in order to be able to get yourself uh, situated the right way. Another thing I wanted to mention is uh, as far as land trusts are concerned, um, we, we actually have a book. It's a PDF from Bob in our hybrid wholesaling course. Uh, it's in module five with all of the bonuses. You guys, we're, we're going to put an additional webinar in there as well. Uh, so if you have the hybrid wholesaling training program, definitely go into module five, download that book. It'll tell you exactly how to set up an LLC, uh, uh, how to set up a land trust rather. And then it'll all, Bob also provides you with the documents to do it as well. And then if you want to dig even further, his team can set it up for you. Uh, we can have, we're going to invite you to a webinar to be able to, uh, find out more information about that, but let's provide some great value for you guys right now. So even if you decided not to, uh, move forward with anything else to leave you, at least you'll have a generalized idea of how to get this stuff done. So you've been doing this for a long time, Bob. Um, yes, how sir. many years have you been, uh, an attorney? Been an attorney for 30 plus years and, and uh, going to do it for a lot longer as well. So it's uh, it's been great and uh, love what we do. Hey, Janelle, Jamel, you know, you, you mentioned one thing and I'd like to expand a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, we took some existing entities that you had and fixed right. them. And that is uh, another very, very important thing. In fact, that's a very large amount of what we do. Often people come to us with existing entities that they set up themselves or somebody set it up. And, you know, things change. Um, mm -hmm. What was appropriate at one time may not be appropriate now. And so we often, you know, uh, amend these entities, fix the entities, provide documentation that they need in order to really be protected. And so, you know, we don't just set up brand new entities. We also uh, redo, if you will, or fix uh, existing entities. And so uh, oftentimes we need to move things around and change the structure because a structure is kind of like your clothes. You know, you don't wear the same clothes when you're 15 that you wore with the, when you were five, you're going to grow right. and your portfolio is going to grow. And so your structure needs to grow with, uh, with your portfolio. Exactly. So. And that's a great point, man. I didn't even think about it. Uh, I had existing entities and all you did was fix them. Yeah. Right. So I'll be honest, I set up those entities. Well, I probably had somebody set up those entities for me. And then we just saw a better situation that we could get into. And you recommended that we go a different direction. And that's exactly what we did. And we're benefiting from it right now. So if you have an entity that you set up yourself, or if you have an entity that uh, you're not truly benefiting from, uh, definitely talk to Bob and his team. He'll be able to help you out in that regard. So what are some of the obstacles that investors will face if they're not set up the right way, Bob? Mm, boy, they can uh, be exposed to a lot of liability if they're not set up the right way. Uh, you know, the most basic thing is don't ever do any real estate investing in your own personal name. That's just the most basic starting point. Always use some kind of an entity, whether it's a land trust or an or an LLC or a corporation or a limited lot limited partnership. 
because those limit your liability. That's why they're called limited liability companies. So, you know, the problem is if somebody is investing in real estate without an entity, they have unlimited personal liability. And think about that for a minute. That means they could take literally everything you have. So, so that's a risk that nobody should ever take. And so always use some kind of an entity. And of course, the, you know, the particular entity is what we would have to determine is right for, for you and your particular situation. Because it could be different for everybody. So it doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily mean that a land trust is better than an LLC. It just depends on the situation, right? That's exactly right. And oftentimes we'll use a land trust in combination with an LLC. So it just depends on the state they're investing in and, and uh, other factors. Right, right. So like, just for example, uh, one thing that we do is we will set up an LLC. I'm sorry, we'll set up, set up a trust based on a property address, and then we'll use the LLC as a personal representative of the trust. Right. right. So that's just one example of what we've been doing, and it works really well for us. But your situation may be different, uh, those of you listening to this, uh, based on where you're located. So this is where someone like Bob definitely comes into play to help you make the right decisions and to get familiar with how to do this for ultimate protection in your particular area. Well, you're, so, you're, exact, you're exactly right. And, and if I could add something, um, you know, one of the big benefits of a land trust is that it provides anonymity mm -hmm. if you do it the right way. And uh, anonymity is important because if somebody is just kind of looking opportunistically for someone to sue, you know, they, they, they know that the case is never going to go to trial. They're never going to have to prove their case. They're going to get a, you know, 40, 50, 60, $100,000 settlement out of somebody. Uh, and they're just looking for a deep pocket to sue. Well, they can easily find somebody who owns 10, 15, 20 properties. And they're figuring they got money or they've got assets. And that's a good target. Yep. So when we use a land trust, it makes it look like you don't own any properties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they can do asset searches. They can easily find everything you own. And, you know, they don't want to sue someone who's broke because 50% of zero is still zero. Yep. And uh, that's what the plaintiff's lawyer is going to take is 50%. And so the plaintiff's lawyer loses interest real fast if, if uh, there isn't anything to get. And so the land trusts make it look like you don't own anything, even though you've got a really nice portfolio. So you're basically anonymous. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if it looks like you have nothing, then they're not going to get anything. Now, let's say uh, they hired an attorney or they wanted to hire an attorney to try and sue you. Um, they would have to come up with a certain amount. I think it's 10 grand or something like that. Uh, the, based on the attorney, uh, they would have to almost pierce the corporate veil in order to be able to find out who you are, to be able to go after your personal assets, right? Well, well, yeah. And, and that's now once litigation starts. So in a pre-litigation setting, the land trust can really keep you out of litigation. And that's the goal mm. in the first place. We don't want you to get into litigation and then win. Well, yeah, of course we want you to win, but the goal is not to have you exposed the litigation so you can win. The goal is to keep you out of litigation mm -hmm. so you can keep investing in real estate and not have to keep looking over your shoulder. Uh, so the land trust reduces the likelihood that you're going to get sued if gotcha. it's done correctly because it makes it look like you just don't have any assets. Right. So yeah. let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the pros and cons of 
having a land trust or having an LLC, maybe mm-hmm. we'll put the two up against each other. Like you said, sometimes you can use them in combination with each other for maximum benefits. Right. But what's the benefits of using a land trust and what are some of the cons? Well, a lot of a lot of uh, benefits. Number one is they're very economical because you don't have to pay a state filing fee to the secretary of state. Uh, you don't have to file a tax return for the land trust. And, uh, you know, which saves a lot of uh, tax preparation expense. There's no annual renewal fee for a land trust because it doesn't get filed with secretary of state in the first place. And uh, you don't have to have a registered agent for the land trust. So those are other additional expenses that you would have with an LLC, but you don't have with a land trust. And so it becomes a really economical type of thing to use. And we Mm -hmm. recommend one land trust per property because they're very inexpensive as a result. Uh, You don't have to set them up, uh, you know, in a a costly way. I was going to ask you, so... Going back to the filing question, so do you need to file a land trust down at the courthouse, or do you keep that file in your in your uh, file cabinet? Yeah, the land trust itself is kind of like a will. You set up a will, and it goes in your drawer. You That's don't it. file it with the state anywhere. Same thing with a land trust. Now, the trustee uh, is going to go on the the uh, title to the property mm-hmm. and the name of the land trust will go on. So, you know, if it's the Main Street Trust, because the property's on Main Street, uh, it's going to be Main Street Trust, Jamel Gibbs, trustee. Gotcha. But better yet, not Jamel Gibbs, trustee. LLC. How about, yeah, how about the XYZ LLC trustee? So now you've really got anonymity. If we say Jamel Gibbs, trustee, now the cat's out of the bag. We know it's Jamel Gibbs. You don't have anonymity. So that's where we want to use an LLC along with the land trust to achieve anonymity. So if you're purchasing a property, do you ever have to, you obviously have to tell the attorney what trust uh, is going to take title on the property, Yeah. but do you need to provide the attorney with those documents as well? Well, if you're talking about a close, uh, a, a title company that's going to handle the closing, maybe mm-hmm. is or an attorney mm-hmm. case, or or an attorney, depending on the state. Um, yeah, you would provide. Uh, I mean, keep in mind they're going to keep it uh, private. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not going to publish, <laughs> you right. know, the documents. So yes, you can provide the land trust to the attorney if uh, if they ask for it, or the title company. They typically will. They'll want to see, you know, who is involved. So they draft the closing documents properly. Right. Exactly. So I just wanted to make that clear for you guys listening, um, because this to me is the best way to set up cash flow and assets. Right. So um, and to have ultimate. uh, I'm going to say this word wrong and anonymity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is what we do. And just like what Bob said, set up an LLC. We use our, um, we set up a tr- trust and we use our LLC as the trustee, right? Mm-hmm. Then we make ourselves beneficiaries of the, of the trust pretty much, right? Um, is that a good way to set it up, making yourself the beneficiary of the trust, by the way? I, you raise a great point. And I like to use an LLC as the beneficiary. And the reason is mm. the beneficiary is the one who benefits from the trust. In other words, it's the beneficiary who receives the rents. Uh, can raise the rents, has total control over the property. The only thing the trustee does is ha- holds legal make title. Decision. Yeah, make well, they carry out the decisions really made by the beneficiary, 
because the beneficiary's got total control. So the beneficiary holds what's called the beneficial interest. But here's the problem. The beneficial interest is not real property, it's personal property. Mm. And that means it's easily transferable. Now that's a plus and a minus. It means you can sell the beneficial interest if you want to, mm -hmm. and you're not uh, having to go through an appraisal and a survey and all the stuff you do with a with a closing, normal closing. You're just selling. You're not selling real estate. You're selling, selling the interest. Property. Yeah, that's right. But the that's the way other, we assign. We actually assign REOs that way. We use yeah. land trust sometimes, and we as, we assign the beneficiary rights and a trust over to whoever wants to buy it. Exactly. And that's a great way to do it. The, the downside to personally being the beneficiary is if there's a lawsuit against you and a judgment against you, they can take the beneficial interest from you. Gotcha. It means they're going to step into your shoes and they now get the rents and they essentially have control of the property. So I like to use the, an LLC as the beneficiary because now if there's a judgment against Jamel, Jamel's not the beneficiary. The XYZ LLC owned by Jamel is the beneficiary. Got you. So and that protects your beneficial interest. Let me get this right. So we have the LLC, then we have um, we have the trust, then we have the LLC who is going to be a trustee. Then we're going to have an additional LLC that's As going to be a beneficiary. Yeah. Now here's the good news. Once you get the trustee LLC set up and the beneficiary LLC set up. You can use those over and over again with as many land trusts as you want. So mm. you can have loads of, you know, you can have the Main Street Trust, the Elm Street Trust, the Maple Street Trust, and it's all the same trustee LLC and it's all the same beneficiary LLC. So once you get those, that basic structure set up, you're good to go with Hold as me. many land trusts as you want. Got you, man. Now, what about the cons? Are there any cons? Sometimes, um, Title companies, depending on how sophisticated they are, don't understand land trusts. Mm -hmm. Some states uh, in uh, uh, which require full disclosure, that's their public policy. I'm thinking Nevada, Arizona. Uh, those states are more hostile to land trusts than uh, most other states. Most states, land trusts are absolutely accepted. But every now and then you're going to run into a title company that says, gee, I don't know, we've never seen this before. It's a little over our heads. And then you have to do something else. You have to, you know, you, you still use the land trust, but you end up transferring title into the land trust after you close. Quick claim. Yeah, right. quick claim. So, so for example, I, I do that as well. So we might purchase under um, an LLC or we might mm -hmm. refi cash out under an right. LLC. And then we'll, because the lender wants it under an LLC at the time of closing, we might end up quick claiming over into a trust after the fact in order to uh, do what we want. And that's, uh, you could actually do that with your own home as well. I believe it's called the uh, 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 Germain, what is it called? It's the Garn St. Germain Act. Garn St. Germain Act, right? Yep. So you could do it with your own personal home and yep. your loan, if, if you have, let's say a, a mortgage, it won't be called due. Um, the doing sale clause is invalid at that point because it's legal for you to transfer your personal residence into um, a trust right. for That's privacy right. purposes. That's correct. Right. right. So how do our listeners go about, let's provide a step-by-step -step process on how to set up a land trust. Well, first of all, we, uh, you know, you want to have the property in mind. 
you've, you've got a contract on a property. You've probably uh, uh, d- had the inspection report and you've decided you're going to close. All the contingencies are, are, be- are passed. And so you're going to close on this property. That's the point at which we want to get the land trust going. Uh, we want to already have an LLC trustee. We want to have an LLC beneficiary ready to go because those take time. Um, you know, especially with COVID and short staffs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in Secretary of State's office, they are way backed up. Uh, Florida is sitting on 30,000 uh, LLC applications that mm-hmm. they haven't even processed. It's, it's horrible. Texas, too. Texas is way behind. A lot of states are. So we want to get those LLCs set up way ahead of time. But then the land trust itself, we will start drafting when you know you're going to close. And we're going to take the name, the, the street name of the property. Now, we're not going to put land into the name of it, land trust. We're just going to call it a trust. Right. So the Main Street Trust, the Elm Street Trust, maybe the, you know, the Stall Drive Trust, whatever it may be. Um, it, we're just going to use that as the name of the trust. Um, the reason is, in some states, a land trust means an environmental conservation trust where you're putting land out of reach of development. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to confuse the two. We're just going to call it a trust, all right? Which it is, right. all right? So we the attorneys will draft the trust or if somebody wants to t- try their hand at it, we're going to have, uh, you could draft the trust. Um, and uh, once we have the trust uh, document, uh, that w- we will name in the trust document, the trustee LLC as the trustee, the beneficiary LLC as the beneficiary. And uh, at that point, you're, you're basically uh, ready to close. Um, you're, you've got the trust set up, you're, you've got your trustee, your beneficiary, and uh, you're going to be the grantor because you, you know the, the title is going to be coming from you, basically. And uh, you're, you're, you're now good to go. With, uh, with your land trust. So it's not a difficult process uh, to, to establish the land trust. So you want to have the LLCs, just so I'm clear, you want to have the LLCs, at least two of them, set up beforehand. Yeah. And when you're ready to purchase the property or make an offer, you just let whoever, the, the homeowner or attorney or whatever the case may be, know that you're going to put uh, this particular trust in as the owner. You're going to put that uh, trust on title as owner of the property, then you're going to turn around and take one of your LLCs and make it the trustee. And the other right. LLC is going to be the beneficiary of the right. trust. And that is done in the drafting of the trust. You're gotcha. going to, when you're, when you're drafting the trust, you're going to name who's the benefit, who's the trustee, such and such LLC, who's the beneficiary, such and such other LLC. Gotcha. So, so very, it really is an easy process. You know, I, I, I think people overcomplicate it, make it more difficult than what it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to provide our listeners with at least a generalized idea of how it works. And yeah. to be honest, anybody, everybody should be doing this. You yeah. know? Um, so with that being said, let's just say our listeners wanted to get more information on how this actually works. Uh, I've already mentioned it on uh, the podcast earlier that if you have my hybrid wholesaling training program, uh, check out the bonus section, module five, and you'll be able to download uh, that information from Bob. But we're going to have a webinar coming up that we're going to install into module five as, as an invitation for you guys to get more information on how to set that up as well. 
um, definitely hop on that webinar. And then if you decide to use Bob and his team to set up yourself, uh, which I highly recommend, I use them myself. Um, you can, you can make that decision at that point, but how can our listeners, uh, if they wanted more information from you or they wanted to at least, uh, I, I know you have a website, you have some stuff that they can look at, uh, how, how should they go about, uh, getting in contact with you? Sure. Best thing to do is go to, uh, assetdefenseteam.com, uh, A S S E T D F E D E F E N S E T E A M.com. And uh, there you can just fill out a little form. We'll get in touch with you and uh, be happy to, uh, to reach out. Cool, man. So just to touch on asset defense a little bit, assetdefenseteam.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to link that in the description box for you. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you check out the description box right below this video. Uh, if you're listening to it on a podcast, any major platform is going to be in the uh, show notes for you as well. Um, Let's talk about asset defense. What is asset defense? It's uh, it's asset protection and eff effectively protecting assets you either now have or assets you hope to have even in the future. Because sometimes people will think, well, you know, I'm just starting out. I don't have anything to lose. What the heck? I'm mm -hmm. just going to do this without an LLC. And the problem is if, you know, when you're just starting out, uh, that's when you're going to make the most mistakes. They need a great coach like you in the first place. They absolutely Appreciate need it. a coach. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, you can either <laughs> make all the mistakes yourself or learn from someone who knows how to keep you from making the mistakes. And, and who you. made all the mistakes as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So learn from a coach that shortens your time for to success. But, if, you know, people will think, I don't have anything to lose. That's not true. Because mm -hmm. if someone gets sued and a judgment taken against them, even when they're just starting out, let's say it's a $100,000 judgment, that's going to stay in effect. And as you get your first $100,000 of assets, they can be seized and attached to pay that judgment, even though it's 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. So you're starting out in a big hole that you dug for yourself because you didn't get yourself protected. So, you you know, don't be thinking, I don't have any assets. I don't need asset protection. Wrong. So we want to make sure that we're protected. So the way it works is this. If you get sued and a judgment against you and you have your assets in an LLC, they can only take what you own and you don't own the assets. The LLC owns the assets. So your rental properties are protected by the LLC. Yeah. Very good liability protection. They get what is called a charging order, which means they don't get any assets. If we draft the documents correctly, which we always do, they're not going to get any income from you. And even though they might have gotten a $100,000 judgment and they didn't get the $100,000, they're going to get a tax bill on $100,000 hmm. you never gave them. Wow. And so that is the best of all. Really, they're going to lose, not you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. It's a real switch around. And so <laughs> lawyers, uh, you know, plaintiff's lawyers understand this and they're much more reluctant to go after someone who's well structured. And it's kind of like, you know, just common sense. Jamel, you know, when we were all in elementary school, you know, on the playground, you know, they weren't picking on the big kid. <laughs> right. They were picking on the poor little defenseless kid. And you don't want to be that poor little defenseless kid. You want to have a really good 
defense. Right. Yeah. So quick question, man. Let's say someone has judgments against their personal residence and they want to switch into a land trust. Would they have to pay that judgment off before they switch it over? Yeah, that's a tough one because if the judgment already exists, Mm -hmm. it's really tough to protect once the judgment is issued. Yep. Um, Yep. If not impossible. That's just what I figured. So yeah. I just wanted to, I'm, I'm just asking some random questions at this point, because I know some people are going to ask some of these questions. So I, I think that um, by me asking these questions, and if you guys have any questions that we missed, we'll be happy to join uh, you guys on another video or maybe even do it live and answer some of those questions. So make sure you leave a comment in the comment section. If you're watching this on YouTube, ask whatever questions you have in regards to asset protection, land trust or LLC setup. Uh, and we will definitely create more content for you guys to be able to benefit from this. And again, go to assetdefenseteam.com. Check Bob and his team out. They're f- fantastic. And, um, you know, again, I'm not only preaching this, I'm also a client as well. Right. right? So I actually use Bob and his team. And I, and I can tell you by far, they're the best in the business. They don't only work with me. They work with a lot of the top real estate investors in the country. And, uh, I'm sure everybody, if you're one of the top in the country, you're listening to this, you know exactly who Bob is. He's also a part of the mastermind that I'm a part of. Um, and he, I, I see him. Matter of fact, I, I shot a video with, these, with, with Bob. He was actually in it. I'll be sure to link it up in the cards for you. Um, he had a, a short snippet, but I, I wanted to uh, get him in there. Phenomenal, phenomenal business. Uh, definitely on his, look, 30 plus years in the business, guys. You know what I mean? I mean, how can you not know what you need to know at that point and how to take advantage and be able to help people um, at the same time? So assetdefenseteam.com. Make sure you're using land trusts in your business. Make sure you're also setting up your LLCs in advance. Uh, A lot of uh, a great question that comes up a lot, Bob, is should I set up an LLC before I start looking for houses? What do you think about that? Yes, I think you should. And the reason, well, let me put it this way. If you know what state you're going to be investing in, then definitely set up the LLC ahead of time. Now, if you're a person who says, well, I'm going to invest maybe here or there or wherever I find a deal, then hold off because it's state specific. The LLC has to be set up in the state where the property is located. So, you know, if you're firm, you know, I'm investing in North Carolina, then let's set up a North Carolina LLC before you start looking for properties and you're all ready to go. Got you. So, I mean, there's a couple of, uh, I want to say misconceptions, probably not a misconception, but there's a lot of people going around saying, hey, let's set up in Delaware. Let's set up in Nevada. Let's set up in Wyoming. Uh, If you set up in Wyoming, can you still purchase using that LLC in a different state? It depends. And, and so if you are doing wholesaling or even possibly minor flips, then I think you can get away with using a Wyoming LLC. Now, that's not the completely legally mm-hmm. correct answer, but look, it's the practical answer. Right. If you're going to do wholesaling, then uh, you're, you're just, you know, you're, you're selling paper, you're selling the contract. That's right. Now, buy and hold, um, you want very to different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very different for buy and hold. And, and by the way, I want to mention one thing. We've talked about land trusts. 
If somebody's flipping or doing wholesale deals, they don't need land trusts. Um, that's for buy and hold properties. Right. Unless but, you're doing uh, REOs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, you know. so, so, um, you know, that's, uh, that's a key distinction. So there are different structures for wholesalers and flippers versus buy and hold investors. Right. And so uh, the, the taxes are different. The uh, tax elections are different. Uh, you know, an LLC could be taxed one of four different ways, and it's going to be taxed a certain way for flipping and wholesaling and a different way for buy and hold. Do so, you recommend having an LLC to wholesale and flip or, uh, or wholesale and fix and flip? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, by all means. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, um, wholesalers get sued. Yep. Uh, fix and flippers, uh, you know, get, get sued. Yep. Yeah. And plus, a lot of the lenders, especially if you're doing fix and flip, for example, if you go to a uh, hard money lender, for example, they want to they most of them don't want to lend to you personally. They want to lend right. to your business. That's so you right. definitely want to. Yeah, that means an LLC. That's yeah. right. And, and, you know, here's the other thing you mentioned. Should somebody just starting out get an LLC? And the answer is yes, because you want to be taken seriously. Right. You're going to be much more professional. You're going to be much more confident. And the, and the, you know, the other real estate professionals you're going to be dealing with are going to expect to see someone using an LLC. If they don't, uh, they're going to put you in a different category. You know, uh, I'll get to them when I can. I'm going to deal with the real investors. That's right. And to be honest, you know, even in my coaching program, you know, the first thing we do is we get your LLC set up, start building up business credit before we ever look at marketing for real estate and stuff like that. We want to get you established, strong foundation. Then we build up from there. And that's just something I learned over the years. You know, before I was more gun ho let's just find the deals. We'll worry about setting up an LLC. But after learning and after uh, coaching so many people over the years, we decided to flip it. And we find that this process works a lot better for everyone um, because you all have an established business right off the bat. So um, this has been a great, great podcast, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out to join us today, Bob. You bet you, Mel. Great being with you. And I uh, want to wish all your students great success. Thanks, man. Now, look, before you go, a lot of uh, top real estate investors, uh, top entrepreneurs in general read. What are you currently reading? <laughs> I'm reading, um, let's see, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. Oh, That's a new book out. I actually, had, cool. I actually had him on my podcast <laughs> a David, couple months ago. Yep. Yep. Yeah, very, very good book. I recommend it to everybody. Another one is Who Not How. Uh, that's a good book. It says you don't need to owe, know everything. Just find the right person who does. Yep. And, uh, you know, so that's you. They go find a re great real estate coach, you know, someone who knows the game, knows how to do it. That's uh, that's why they need you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I have Mike McCallowicks on. I'll, I'll link his uh, profit first uh, card up in the uh, the the, um, the cards on top of uh, this video. If you're watching this on YouTube, Mike is a great guy, man. Um, other than that, man, um, I appreciate you once again. Any last words for our listeners who are looking to get their business going? Well, um, decide on what you're going to do with your coach, your real estate coach. Are you going to start out wholesaling? A lot of people do so they can, you know, they don't have enough money. So they want to wholesale, get some money uh, so they can start maybe stepping up the ladder to flipping. Uh, they make a little bit more money flipping. 
And uh, ultimately, the goal is they want to get into buy and hold properties because that's where your real wealth uh, becomes. Uh, that's where your real wealth grows. So whatever phase you're in, use the right kind of LLC, use the right kind of entity. It may not be an, an LLC, depending on uh, who you are and what you're doing. But all LLCs are not the same. There are 25 different types of LLCs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the key is you got to get the right structure for you in your particular situation. Um, so everybody's different. Every structure is going to be a little bit different as well. Guys, couldn't have said it better myself. Bob Blum, AssetDefenseTeam.com. Check out the links in the description box. Be sure to get set up the right way before you start making money. If you're brand new, which most of you are, you need to get set up. If you're already doing business, I personally, I've been in business for 20 years. I literally just had all of my businesses restructured last year. So that goes to show you it's never too late to restructure your uh, personal situation in order to be able to benefit you and your business moving forward. But you got to be surrounded by the right people who know exactly how to do it. And uh, Bob and his team are the best in the business. And I'm not just saying that. uh, I mean that. You know, and um, and I hope that you guys can uh, discover that for yourselves as well. I said defenseteam.com. Check them out. I appreciate you, my friend, and looking forward to having you again in the very near future. I'm going to see you. No problem, brother. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.